All right, everybody. Welcome to the episode. I am recording on my crappy headset mic because it's very important to me while I was editing that I noticed that somehow we neglected to mention Tremors. Tremors is one of the best creature movies of all time, and uh, I needed to take time out of my day to make sure that it's set on this episode, so we're doing it from the top. And on that note, welcome to Spider Brains. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cover by Kevin Eastman. It is called Body Count. It is very, very, very cheesy and it's really ugly. Above this is a woodblock print a friend made me in college. He went for art and it's me driving a forklift running people over and it's very graphic and I will not describe it because it's not okay. Describe it. Describe it. Do it. Uh, Well, I could even get it off of the wall now, but it is, I have to do it. Hang on. Because without <laughs> you seeing it, me describing it is going to make it sound like a Serbian film. No, 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 no. I want you to describe it and not show us because our viewers <laughs> don't get to see it either. So we That's need a to good point, hear. And as a viewer of a Serbian film, I can handle this. Okay. So it is uh, in, for many, many years, basically throughout my early 20s into college, I worked for a major home improvement store in the Midwest that most of you know the name of. It is not Lowe's and it's not Home Depot. So uh, so you, I, uh, I I worked on the dock there and I was I was a forklift driver. And uh, my friend Pickle's like, I'm going to make this for you. And yes, his name is Pickle. Nice. But it is, he's really into gore, like Herschel Gordon Lewis and a lot of, uh, he made a zine in college. This is something he turned in for paper that was just called Blood and Boobs. And it was just... Pictures of boobs that he had drawn covered in blood. This is Pick. He's a wonderful human. Uh, I love him very much. A plus plus. The teacher is also a perv. I don't know. I have no idea. It's there's somebody on the bottom sort of yelling. and It looks like they're being pushed like this. It's just like a kind of Hesher looking like a long haired person. And, you know, there's blood all over the place. But stabbed on the forklift is sort of in like Jesus Christ pose. And you notice that. There's a, the belly is open and there is an umbilical cord and up at the top, there is like a fetus that has little devil horns. that's like screaming as well. So it is a pregnant woman being stabbed by the times of a forklift. And it's my chubby bearded face doing this. And it was one of the nicest things anyone's ever made for me. And I have a couple different prints of it. And they were carved oh, into like a like rubber stamp wood block, kind of like carved and then inked and then printed. So. That's, yeah, that's that's pretty rad. But I also just want to say, uh, way to humble brag about being a forklift operator. Hey, man, I got an extra 50 cents an hour for driving that forklift. And also, I let it be known that this company did not get us certified through OSHA. They just did it themselves because sounds um, about right. Super right wing and also didn't like giving people insurance and all that kind of shit. I have nothing nice to say about them, but. This reminds me of uh, Austin Powers. Do you remember Michael McDonald from Mad TV who's standing like oh, yeah. 200 feet away from the steamroller? Like, yeah. Probably the joke that holds up the most in that movie. That and Will Ferrell screaming in the incinerator. Also <laughs> funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like, uh, yeah, baby. That's my favorite joke that holds up <laughs> to this day. Classic. Welcome to Splatter Brains. <laughs> Great. Hey, I'm Brett. Hey, I'm Nikki. I'm Alex. Karen. <laughs> That's Karen. We're Splatterbrains. We're a podcast about all things uh, horror and horror adjacent, be it movies, comic books, regular books, and uh, I don't know, whatever else the style of storytelling touches in this world. Hooray. 
beautiful. I don't think we've talked about comic books yet, but we might one day. I bring it up a lot because that is the thing I'm currently doing too much reading of. So it's great. We talked about Creepshow once. Well, that is even King oh, episode. Yeah. yeah. I say That's EC true. Comics, I think, in every episode we've done because of the style of storytelling that it inspired and sort of what I lump it in with the whole horror genre. After a few well, then I episodes, take it back what I said. Once we do a few more episodes, since we kind of get like a feel for like what everyone brings up all the time, uh, we should do like a, a bingo card. That's a I really like good that. idea. I yeah, like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'll commission that from the artist that just did our art too. Yes. That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we talking Karen, about today, y'all? Uh, yeah, Karen, tell us. This is like this your is my, uh, my baby. 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 Uh, so today we're talking about my personal favorite subgenre of horror, and that is the creature feature. Specifically, for me at least, is monsters, like the monsters. Uh, I monsters? Love Monster. Uh, they fall into this category. I love a creature feature. It is absolutely my, like hands down my favorite subgenre of horror so that's what we're going to talk about today um where do we want to start i guess let's start with uh what 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 is what is a creature feature what do we think a creature feature is uh nikki i'm going to start with you because i feel like you have a pretty hot take on this one you know i have been prepared to start because y'all be calling on me first the last couple episodes so i'm ready okay so here's the thing. I uh, I was trying to come up with some favorites, and I had a hard time personally defining creature features. So I took it to the internet, and of course, I found an answer that uh, I liked. So to me and the internet, uh, a creature feature is like a thing that is non-human based. So I know we've kind of talked before about like, is like a werewolf or a vampire, like da da da. Those to me do not count as creature features. Something that does not derive from a human. This rules out zombies, this rules out vampires, this rules out big animals. And then the other element that I would love to discuss, um, and then you guys can like rip me to shreds for that first part, is like how present the creature actually is in the movie like you know you have a horror movie where it's like a ton of fucking build up and you have a creepy thing killing you for like 20 minutes i don't like count that like i feel like a creature feature has to be mostly creature featured that's me that's my take alex has some hot takes Mm. i can just no i have the not hot takes because you came in with the worst takes no No giant animals eliminates half my list because giant animals are perfectly reasonable. I would also say that's that a you problem. It's not, and also I think werewolves fit just fine in creature feature. Look at some of the designs of werewolves. I, it, I understand vampires because they are their own sort of mystique, but even some vampire movies feature very strange, large creature-like versions of them. Why does a vampire get its own genre, but not a werewolf? They're both human-derived things. I fucking Twilight. Like, you put them both at the same level. Why do they get a different categorization? Because they're mostly, like, human-shaped and human-looking. Like, you couldn't, like, walk down the street at night and be like, that's a fucking vampire. I'm going to run away. Unless he was, like, sucking someone's blood. You know? I feel like vampires aren't... I think when we say creature features, at least to me, it's just, like, Anything that is monstrous, 
you know, appearance. I mean, with like some caveats, like I'm not, we talked about it a lot, but I'm not into like the whole like demon possession thing and like jump scared demon faces. But yeah, are you I telling me that Annabelle is not a demon or a shit, a creature? Yeah. I am. Okay, great. I will concede that. Also, <laughs> my biggest problem with what you said has nothing to do with the, the werewolf vampire thing. I can concede werewolf and just move on with my life, although you're, you're missing some good movies. But Giant Animals, that is a staple of the genre that you should absolutely embrace with all your heart because you're missing some fantastic films. And I think two or three in my list are Giant Animals. I like. Why do you- I 100% agree with that. I know I bring up my astrology a lot, but I just want to note that as a Libra, I'm susceptible to changing my thought based on the group. I would love to hear more about the giant animal and like why that's a creature. All right. Does anybody else want to take this? I've I'm going to let Alex, I'm going to let you take this because I okay, think fine. you and I are very aligned on, on creature creatures and creature features. Yeah. I mean, really what Brad was saying earlier about it being monstrous, just anything that can overpower a human and make them feel useless, where it requires something beyond just like a single bullet to take it down. I mean, I'm not going to use that as the rigid rule for creature feature. It's just, it can be, and this is, should I just like go into my list and talk about some of them? Yeah, let's, let's okay, do so it. I did not put the thing on my list because it's the top of everyone's list and everyone's right. Of course, it's the best creature feature. No questions asked. I didn't want us all to say the same thing. So I just wanted to bring attention to five other movies. It has nothing to do with a quality. This isn't in order. This is just movies that I really like. So I'm going to start with a movie that no one's ever heard of. And it's called Jaws, which doesn't have that much creature in it. And it's a gigantic shark. And it is the backbone in which all creature films follow. That is why I'm so like, are you kidding me right now? Because one of the first blockbusters ever made is considered a creature feature, and it's just a shark that is of larger proportions that gets a taste for man meat. Also, I'd like to repeat the word man meat. That was exactly where my brain went when you said, how could you disclude large animals? I I immediately went to Jaws, which is like the number one. Another one in my... Brad, I need you in here. I need Brad in here. Where where do you stand? On large animals? <laughs> sure. Or just you want my creatures? Creature in general. Creatures. Um, I think large animals might exclude my number one. And I've talked about it kind of on the fringes of our podcast episodes a lot. Probably the largest creature feature that exists. Uh, my boy Godzilla. Uh, you know, I I kind of had a little uh, a little stomach churning when you said uh, it can't just show up for twenty minutes because that's everyone's biggest complaint about the 2014 Godzilla, but that might be one of the best ones. It might be the number one. Okay, but here's uh, this is where, and I just want to be clear, I'm not on a stance that I'm fighting for. It's like, you as my friends need to help me understand. Jaws, I don't think counts. Godzilla, I think does, and I also think Jurassic Park does, because, like, dinosaur giant lizard is not, like, a normal earthly animal that exists. Like, Jaws is just, like, a shark that was, like, a little bit big. Like, Godzilla is a actual monster. The T-Rexes are not earthly existing animals at this time. All right. I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause you there. 
because I have I have some thoughts on this. And honestly, let's just take it into the this uh, our segment of Karen's going to take you to school. Apparently, because I, I teach a lot. Apparently, on this on this podcast. But here's here's where I'm going to try to shift your mindset, Nikki. Okay, so large animals or excessively large creatures that can eat a human are, for me, the backbone of the creature feature. It's not just the werewolves and the vampires and, and all of that. It the, the large, terrifyingly big animals, just, just Jaws specifically. I'm can I take of, a step back real quick and just say yes. that it, the, the size, I'm less... It doesn't matter as much. It's more like how they can impose on humans. Because yes. piranha, piranha, creature feature, they're tiny. But, yes, thank you. Uh, good point. Ultimately, the creature and or the large monster in the background, whether it is just an oversized shark or a dozens of piranhas coming to eat you, it tickles that just base level lizard brain fear in every human from the time that we were small tribes of hunter-gatherer people having to protect the tribe from the lions and the tigers and the things that stalked outside of things. So I, I think deeply that's why I love the creature feature so much is because it really, it just hits this nerve that sits at the deep, dark, gooey center of every human's brain. Okay, I think, so I'm in Karen's classroom. I'm sitting front and center. I have my glasses on and my notebook taking notes, raising hand, fucking nerding. Okay. So I think what maybe where my like thought is, is maybe I'm narrowing the scope of creature feature too much. The same way that you might uh, say like a thriller movie or a psychological thriller is still a horror movie. It's just a segment under an umbrella. So the creature feature is an umbrella and not a, person standing under the umbrella is that where i'm going wrong yes that's where you're going wrong yeah yeah okay think i of, still have hang-ups but i'm willing to go with the creature. think of the creature feature so i keep the creature feature i think of it as the horror is something that's non-human so anything that falls under the genre of non-human but nikki i think we diverge here though when when i say non-human i mean like them as the entity as the creature are not human so I include things like vampires and werewolves and zombies in the creature feature because ultimately they're not human anymore. These are, they've turned into human monsters of some, of some type. So, but I also include as non-human aliens, just straight up monsters like Godzilla, because I fucking love Godzilla, uh, and sea monsters. Sea monsters, I think, get a bad rap, but I, the sea monsters... You could call Jaws a sea monster, but I would more think like the Meg is more of a sea monster type situation. And obviously the creature from the Black Lagoon, I mean, clearly. We brought up Godzilla a few times, and I am shocked that we waited this long to just let Brad say the 2014 one was probably the best Godzilla. I agree. I make, I make no other objective judgments. It just surprises me because I know you like all sorts of Godzilla. I'm just surprised by that answer. I do. It. I don't want to dive too much on this because this could be a whole episode. I don't know why it would be on Splatter Brains, but um, let's do a Godzilla episode in the future for real. Even if yeah, no, no one else shows up, even I'm if in. Nikki doesn't show up, I should say. 
Yeah, there's so many. What the fuck? I like Godzilla. There's so many good ones out there too. Because I we've talked about Shin Godzilla like for a hot minute, which is so good. But uh, Brad, I am I am right there with you. Godzilla 2014 is my absolute favorite, hands down, Godzilla movie. To me, it just uh, it has a lot of the atmosphere of the original, where it's like a you're kind of going into the unknown again for the first time. Like Godzilla's been around for you know. 60 almost 70 years at this point and there's a long period of time where, like when you go into the movie you know what you're gonna see it's gonna be big godzilla fighting other big monsters and usually he's like a good guy protector a certain period of time he became the good guy but the 2014 one to me you were going into the unexpected there were a lot of horror elements brought on by godzilla and the other mudos in it but it brought me back to being a kid and the 2014 with like the CGI and the lighting and the character-driven story brought me back to watching the old movies for the first time. And I was like, when I got out of the theater, I said to my friends, this is what I pictured as a little kid watching Godzilla movies. Like I didn't picture like the men in the suit stomping around. I pictured a giant fucking lizard. And that's what the 2014 one was. It's my number one creature feature, which is a, uh, maybe it's not my number one in terms of horror, but it's good i don't know what to say (laughs) we want to move away from semantics and into just other picks and trying to talk about why and i'd like to start with nikki because your list is definitely more rigid than we are so just share share with us something off of your list and let's expand from there so i just didn't think i was going to be the one with hot takes today i like the creature feature but i'm not passionate about it but okay i just want to clarify because um as we Determined in episode one, I have a type A-ness. I have a type A-ness. And so I like rules and definition and structure. So we're agreeing that creature feature is like non-human. Not even non-human base, but non-human. This won't change my list, but I just want to, like, is that where we landed? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So I broke... (laughs) Again, because I'm type A, I broke mine into top five movies, which is a way less interesting list than my top five creatures. So which does it matter? I want to hear them both. Okay. Uh, The top five movies, because I mean, you know, like Aliens on there, Predator is on there. The Descent is on there. The Thing is on there. And Jeepers Creepers. I fucking love that guy. He is so fun. And he's also not human based, even though he's human. Love that guy. That's my movies. We can like dig in later. My top five creatures is a little more uh, random. And I already broke my number one original definition. So uh, I hate that I'm bringing this up again. I hate to bring up the suckling again. But I do think that that creature is so fucking insane. And um. Can I like jump forward to like what my favorite creature scene is because it, it it is from the suckling. So again, I am not advocating for listeners to necessarily like watch it or that it's a good movie. I guess watch it, but it's not a great movie and it's again very problematic. But so this essentially aborted fetus that goes into a sewer and then becomes a monster. This is a spoiler to the end of the film. Do you guys want to know what happens okay so at the end of the film in the brothel that they're in because the abortion happens in a brothel 
the mother of this um, fetus, God, I just feel like I'm saying so many like politically incorrect things describing this movie. This giant suckling monster sees its mother who's like cowering in the corner because she's the last survivor. He then runs across the room, sprints full speed ahead toward his mother, and then you get to be the point of view of the suckling. It gets smaller and smaller, shrinks back down into fetus size, runs back up the mother's vagina, and then eventually she gets committed to a psych ward, and uh, I'll stop right there, but that's the most insane creature features scene. I now know I- why you didn't react to the horrible, horrible infant theft scene in Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. That was the worst scene in the whole movie. And I was like, I wonder how Nikki's going to react to that. And you didn't really. And now I know why. Because you've basically seen it before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, that's my number one creature. The other ones that are my favorite creatures, again, I break some of my own initial rules. I love that hand guy from Pan's Labyrinth. I know it's not a horror movie. Um, Pumpkin Head, I love. Pan's oh. Labyrinth is for oh, sure. Yeah. For sure. I'll give anything with Guillermo okay. del Toro's name attached to it a pass. Yeah. Just yeah. Just because I absolutely. like him. That's yeah. it. B- I love that movie. Love it. Yeah. Well, well, then there's no question. That's on the list. Seth Brundle is the fly. Oh, yes. And then last one, I've never seen this movie ever. But I love the Ghoulies monster. The um, him coming out of the toilet is my favorite VH- VHS cover, and is like very impactful on my interest in horror. You need to you need to watch at least I don't remember which one. It might even be in like the first three. Well, definitely watch three, which is Ghoulies Go to College. Um, they're puppets, and there's one that's just basically a mutant cat. That if you haven't seen that. It'll it's right up there with the Ghoulies toilet monster. You're gonna love it. Can't wait. I'm in. That's all that was my list. That's my movies and my creatures. Uh so yeah. That was good. I did not break mine down into the monsters uh specifically. I just have the five movies, but uh, I don't know if you guys can hear Kirby freaking out behind me, but uh Oh yeah, we can. For a little bit, it was every time you spoke, the dog would bark at the same time. It was it was good timing. Well, he's my favorite monster. Um so after that, I have <laughs> no. I I've got I've got five movies. I've already caught, talked about Godzilla twenty fourteen, so I'll jump past it. I have the Ritual, the Netflix. I know Karen's read the book. The book is on my list. Uh, but that there are a couple on here that you know I'm not super nostalgic for, but they were exactly what I wanted at the time that I saw them. So I have the Ritual on there, which is if you haven't seen it, it's before friends go walking through the woods and they get lost. And they get pulled into a creepy uh, creature feature. It's great. I was all about that movie. It took Kara a long time to convince her to watch it because she thought it was something else. She's like, no, I saw half of that. It was stupid, but it was not stupid. It was great. After that, I have It Follows, which I think that is breaking my rule that I said earlier about m- regular people. I don't know. I, that was like one of the first. I don't times. count it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I count it really even. It was, again, another movie that was, like, the perfect thing at the right time for me. It's, I mean, I, we said it in my Instagram post that it's probably one of my favorite movies of the past 10 years. So maybe that was influencing me in this list. But uh, after that, another recent one that was, just like, scratching the itch is The Wretched. It came out last year, I think. It was like I a, haven't seen this. 
I haven't seen this either. Yeah. Oh, it's it was good. Like the trailer I saw, like in the first like couple of shots, like Hunter had a deer that they had killed, uh, like sitting on the back of their truck, and something crawls out of the deer's stomach. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm in. Whatever this is. The movie itself isn't, you know, perfect, but pretty uh, good. Like, I'm a big fan of, uh, like, folklore-ish and, like, folksy horror type stuff. Uh, when we talk about our comic episode, we'll talk about Hellboy a bit. But after that, this movie, I think it falls squarely into the large uh, animal uh, genre. I, I don't know if you guys will agree, but I had a lot of childhood nostalgia for this one. Uh, Lake Placid? Big alligator yeah. uh, being raised by Betty White. Yep. Uh, I feel like me and my friends as kids watched that movie like 20 times over the course of a couple of years. That movie is weird for me because I think a giant alligator is awesome. But I've yeah. always kind of felt like I remember watching it and going, well, that kind of sucked. But I have watched it many times since then on purpose, continued to think that and continue to want to watch it. So like... Yeah. I don't think it's so bad it's good. I just don't think it's very good. But a giant alligator is enough for me to want to watch a movie. And there's enough stuff in it that I do like a lot. That it, it, When you said creature features, I thought of it immediately. So it's just like it holds its place in creature feature zeitgeist, if you will. And it's like so, Alex. You ate the bag of potato chips to see if you liked the potato chips. That's you and Lake Placid. You know where you eat a full bag of potato chips and you're like, I don't know if I like these. And you finish the whole thing and then it's like, I still don't know if I liked them. Uh, well, there's, I like seeing people eaten by an alligator. So at the very least, I know it's a flavor I like. It's just by the end of it, I'm <laughs> sick of it, I think. I, I, who knows? Uh, more alligator would have been great. The CG doesn't hold up super well. There's a lot of really dumb stuff in it. Uh, what's his name? Oliver... I don't know, chubby guy who's just like has the worst dialogue in a movie. What? Yes, man, his dialogue in that movie. I will never forget him saying out loud without a wink on his face, like, "Is there perhaps a tent that we can go to? We were hoping to mate with somebody." <laughs> like that's the line I think of in that movie, and then I think of this spoilers for a twenty-something-year-old movie now. At this point, I think it's ninety-nine, two thousand, something like that. Uh, is the second alligator showing up at the end and just exploding because somebody just reacts? It's like, ah! and they shoot it and it just explodes, which is pretty cool. Wait, how tall? How tall do you think Oliver Platt is? Just quick. <laughs> I, if I had to guess, like five four, five six. Are you? Is this a contest? I'm gonna say yeah. six feet. Yeah, six four, just like freaking Stephen King. The what the fuck? fuck? Anyway, sorry. Talk Brad, about a creature. <laughs> but like pertinent information to share. But Lake Placid has a good ending for the alligator. It gets rehomed in Florida, where we just chip all of our shit. Like uh, Chance the Snapper. That is a happy ending. Who wants to go next? Alex, Karen, you guys want me to Alex, I'm going to okay. tell Alex goes. Alex, go ahead. Well, I already talked about Jaws is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a lot of people's favorite movies of all time. It holds up. It's a movie that can hold my attention for multiple hours. Love Jaws. Jaws forever. I have a Jaws tattoo. I just bought a Jaws toy that I'm very excited about that is not in this room where I'd show you. But it's a little, just like, it's like half of a shark sticking out of the water and a quint 
that's next to it, and it he fits in its mouth. It's fun, and it's got blood all over the mouth. Um, oh what? No, um, I have a I have a friend who is also obsessive and about Jaws. She is more obsessive about Jaws than I will ever be, and I love Jaws. And uh, I I bought her the same toy that I was talking about, and she Venmoed me money for it, and that's what she put as the tagline. Just oh, oh what? I saw, <laughs> I saw that because it was public on Venmo, and I almost gave it a like because I knew what it was talking about, but I didn't. That's, so I thought I would reference it here. I ended up on Saturday, uh, I met a friend in New York City uh, with Tiff, my wife, not roommate, just I want to be clear this episode. And uh, there was a little section that had like sea life and they had a, a tiger shark and I sent a photo of that to her and just put a what? It's the best line in the movie for sure. I love it. So outside of Jaws, um, another one of my favorite movies, which I'll just talk about more like giant animal things, is I wanted to include a 50 sci-fi movie, sci-fi horror-ish movie. It's called Them. It's giant ants. It's awesome. It's so much fun. It is, for that era, the thing about 50s sci-fi and like alien and creature movies from that era, the artwork was fucking phenomenal. And the movies were mostly boring. And that doesn't mean I won't watch them because you'll still get those moments of those giant cool creatures in the movies. But them holds up to its premise of just a bunch of people fighting off giant ants. Absolutely watch them. It's great. Um, another movie I wanted to talk about is The Host, which is Bong Joon-ho, same guy that directed Parasite, which is what everybody's going to know him for now. It is definitely a family drama that happens to feature a giant salamander-like creature kidnapping a child. And it's very good. Like, it is a good, good movie. And that is... Not to say that it's rare on this list, because I think Jaws is that good as well, but it's not the same kind of prestige as some of these other things, because when it comes to creature films, I will take basically anything that is gory. Like, Deep Blue Sea sucks, but it's awesome, because I like seeing people get eaten by sharks. That's the thing about the whole genre of shark movies post-Jaws, is people need to go more full exploitation with it if they're going to make it fun. And there's way too many PG-13s like, I don't know. I wish the Meg was just people getting annihilated all over the place. I would have loved that movie even more. But like, I've, in the past, this is such a digression from talking about a list of things and even just mentioning the host, which is fantastic. And I'm just like, by the way, shark movies. There's a reason they haven't held up very much over the past few years. Because even the, like, shitty sci-fi original, like, was there? There's like Jersey Shore Shark Attack or Sharknado. Those are all films that intentionally try to be shitty. And I, I want somebody to care about a scary creature in the water because it's not hard to make something in the water scary and also violent. I had more Piranha 3D. I remember seeing that in theaters and it is not a movie that I necessarily want to watch again. I'm curious how that one will hold up, but that's the kind of exploitation that I like. Have any of you seen that movie? I've seen, I think, the first, like, 45 minutes of it with my mom. You, that is, if you, your family can sit through Antichrist, I think you can sit through Piranha 3D. But it is a full exploitation, just gory violence the whole time. Eli Roth gets his head smashed between a boat. It's very cool. It has one of the grossest deaths I've ever seen in a movie. Where, And I've seen a lot. I think it's, it's it seems tamer than the terrifier scene that everybody knows. But yeah, uh, but it's just a girl in the water and her hair gets stuck in a boat propeller and the boat starts to go and it pulls all of the skin off of her head. 
it's awesome. But I remember just being like, holy fuck, I was not ready for that. Like when that movie goes, it goes. So her Piranha 3D. Yeah. So you see my, my list here is a lot of animals, but the thing is weird because I love monsters. So the last one, which we've probably talked about before and Karen recently watched is the void, which is one of, it is a movie that upon repeat watchings, repeat, repeat watchings, uh, I've loved it more and more. I remember initially seeing it. I saw it at midnight at the music box while I was still in Chicago. And for whatever reason, the theater was super dark. And most of the scenes with the creatures were really hard to see. And I thought that was intentional because they were all practical effects. And uh, it was not. So when I rewatched it, when it came to streaming services, I went, holy shit, this movie's way better. You can actually see what's going on in these scenes. So anyway. Brad and I, when you said, uh, when I saw it in the movie theater, it was super dark. Brad and I both went like this, like, yeah, no shit, it's a theater. But we yeah. realized now you meant the screen. The actual screen was not backlit very well. It seemed it like I had to squint to watch that movie most of the time. And since it was a midnight showing, I was already kind of out of my mind because it was, I was very sleepy. But like, it's good. I really love it. I recommend it to people all the time. It's short. It means business. It gives me everything I wanted out of a Lovecraftian style film and then some. It feels like a natural successor to something like Hellraiser in how it delivers the story. I think it's super cool. And I will talk about it forever unfortunately that team is usually doing effects movies that are silly so the other movie i've seen of theirs is called like manborg which was pretty funny it's only like an hour long but then more recently they did psycho goreman as their follow-up to the void i did not have as much fun with that one as i wanted to it's a funny premise it's a funny trailer as a hour and a half long movie i think it's actually close to two hours it is a bummer it's like watching the worst version of Power Rangers with some gore in it. It's like the I don't know. Didn't like Psycho Gore Man, but I really high hopes for it. So did I. I think that was part of the problem. My expectations yeah. were like way up here because of how much I liked the Void and how serious in tone it was. So I don't know. That's that. Have any That's of you watched? Look. Have any of you watched the show Letter Kenny? Yes. First it season. is. It is amazing, and I've rewatched it a couple times, but one of the characters on that show is in The Void, and I saw him in The Void first, but that's just what I see all the time. It is Rold. Rold is one of the, the, the skids. This is one of the meth users in Letterkenny, and in The, in the Void, he's, one of, he's the person that gets picked up on the side of the road and brought to the hospital. Okay, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's rolled from Letterkenny. Makes me laugh every time because he's very good in Letterkenny. He's good in the voice. You, you mentioned the music box uh, a few times. I think that means going the bingo card for one, but for two, it makes me want to change uh, my list a little bit. I'm gonna call an audible uh, after the play happens. Do it. Um, you all reacted negatively. To the, it follows, so I'm gonna follow Nikki's. Uh, follow what she does and just change my opinion based on all your opinions. Uh, I'm going to remove It Follows from my list, but more controversially, this is totally a joke. This is not a real thing. <laughs> I'm going to add The Room to my list because uh, Tommy was uh, an alien. He's from another planet, uh, and I love him. He's great. We should have him as a guest. Now I'm trying to ruminate over whether or not I think that The Room is more of a creature feature than It Follows because I don't think either are. <laughs> Dr. Roosevelt opinion. Yeah, I know, I know. 
What about the dog in the room where he goes, hi, doggy? Hi, doggy. Does that count? The little sleepy pug on the flower shop counter? Yeah. Yes, okay. I love it. No, the other one. Great. great, great, great. <laughs> the second dog. Karen, please save us and give I us will. a All right. list. I have a feeling that Karen is going to like volleyball spike us and oh, just go great. off on some creature features. Yeah, I would like I to talk her about... standing mic and drop it. You mentioned giant creatures that you love. Just to like cherry on top of my list, I would like to talk about it's not necessarily the movies that are creature features, but creatures in movies that I love that yeah. uh, belong. And it's just two. I'm just going to mention the mom at the end of Dead Alive. It's It makes me uncomfortable every time I see it. And then uh, Clownzilla at the end of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Amazing. I also want to make sure I bring up clowns every episode. It's a must. It's on the bingo card, actually. The clowns being there. I uh, I don't disagree with any of your choices. Honestly, any of you. I, I love all of the movies that you mentioned. Specifically, The Void. Because uh, I just recently watched, like, I literally just watched it on Saturday, and I uh, I am in love. Like, it is such a good, fun monster movie. One of the best monster axe murder scenes I think I've ever seen in a film. Maybe best axe murder scene I've seen in a film? I don't know. I, haven't, I don't know yet, but it's up there. It's so, the only movie on this list ambitious enough to even, like, go neck and neck with the thing. It's true. It is. Yeah. I maybe that, not in quality of film and storytelling, but like creature wise, pretty cool. Yeah, I would. I would definitely agree with that. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that before. I'm gonna preface before I speak to my list that my list is is not likely going to come as a surprise. I also am gonna cheat and give you more than five, <laughs> and for good reason. Because honestly, the number one on my list, to Alex's point, is the thing. It's my favorite creature feature monster movie of all time for for every reason. Every it's it's everybody else's. So it's why I'm not going to count it, but I'm going to say it. It is number one. So number two is Pacific Rim, because Guillermo del Toro is not fucking around in that film. He comes in literally smashing with robots and monsters fighting, and it does not let up for two and a half hours. And it is something I can't, I can't even begin to describe how much I appreciate. I have seen that film so many times that I would, when I would go to visit my parents, like every weekend or every other weekend, it was on HBO for like, you know, the three month span that they keep it on HBO. And every single Saturday when I would be up there, I would turn on Pacific Rim because it'd be on one of the HBO channels. And after about two and a half months, my dad officially has vetoed that movie. He will not let me watch that movie at all when I'm in his home. He wants nothing to do with that movie because he has had to sit through it at varying points in time of the film because of me literally watching it every single time I was over there. And my dad is the reason that I'm a horror movie lover, because he loves horror movies, and he loves monster movies. But that is a movie he has officially vetoed because I have saturated him too much with that film. So number two is Pacific Rim. Number three... I have to interject. I'm so sorry. I, I run over all of you all the time. You can put that on the bingo card. Alex interrupts. But in your bingo card, I would like to put... Pacific Rim or just Pacific Rim and Karen's dad. That's it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Because it... working on the bingo card on the side now, I have all of that. I have Alex yeah. brings up the music box. Anyone brings up their parents. 
Alex interrupts. <laughs> and I also have now, after this episode, that should be on the bingo card. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. I'm going to go to number three. And uh, again, not going to come as a surprise. Godzilla 2014. It's by and large my favorite. It's my favorite Godzilla movie. I love it. Oh, I already yeah. said that once this episode. And I'm going to say it again because I do. I yeah, fucking I'm sorry love that I movie. Of your age so much this past couple of episodes. It's okay. It's okay. Sometimes you know when you're immortal, it, these things come up. As the 19th century vampire that I am, I appreciate. I appreciate that though. Okay, number four. I'm not going to lie. This may come as a surprise, but it's Cloverfield. I fucking love that movie. And Nikki, to go back to the you only see the monster for a very short part of the film, that movie is actually what's turned from being a naysayer to a yaysayer. <laughs> because that because <laughs> that movie just it crushes it. Like that movie is terrifying from start to finish. And it it goes so deeply into into I mean, and you have to consider the fact that this movie also came out like less than ten years after nine eleven. So there was it was hitting on a lot of like tense points just in culture in general, having being set in New York and all of the shit that went down. I fucking love that movie because you don't know what the monster is, but you know it's fucking serious. And then there's that whole tunnel scene with. Fucking Janice Ian and I fucking number four, four on the list. I love that fucking movie. And then I, yeah, go ahead. The only thing I'm going to say, I'm on board with all of the changes we have made together in Karen's classroom. <laughs> I don't know if I'm on implied monster as creature feature, but again, I can be. What sorry. do you mean implied monster? Like, or uh, like if it doesn't take up the majority. Like, if the movie isn't something killing people a lot, you know, I, I'm going to back off this. I really don't even think I feel passionately about it. Let's take Cloverfield. I'm going to add it to my list. Yeah, there's a, there's a giant monster looking right down the barrel of the camera for quite a bit of it toward the end. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I saw Cloverfield. <laughs> <laughs> I need you. I you never saw it, but you put it on your list. <laughs> no, I have mine, too. I'm a, a woman of the people, Brad. I'm a woman. I need you to go watch that film immediately, Nikki. I've, I, because it, it's, it's in my, in my top five. I mean, straight up, it's in my top five. Take All a right. Dramamine and just, you know, sit on the couch. It's, I, that's the thing I remember distinctly from it is people getting motion sick because it's a found footage film with everybody running around the whole time. Yeah. I never got that at, like, it never, that never bothered me, but I can see why folks would be sensitive to it. I do not care for that film i will not delve into it because i think it is totally reasonable and understandable that you do like it I, but that's kind of what made 10 cloverfield lane such a surprise to me because they slapped that name on it i went this is gonna suck because i didn't like cloverfield i think it's because i was expecting godzilla honestly i think that's yeah. the biggest problem and that was why because the way that they marketed that film was so much like here it comes what is it it's jj abrams just gonna ask a question and not answer it in the way that you want him to um and then uh 10 Cloverfield Lane, I think it's just like uh, amazing. Like that one was good enough that like now I'm on board with the brand, even though two out of three of the movies I didn't care for. Fair. I did not care for the third, the Paradox movie, but that was kind of disowned from the franchise to begin with. Yeah. So like, eh, whatever. They slapped a single scene at the end to try to make it a Cloverfield movie and it was bit. Yep, didn't bleh. work. But I-, I did see 10 Cloverfield Lane. I just didn't see the first. Yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane is a phenomenal movie. Uh, 
I love that. I all I equally love that movie, but I don't know. There's something very special to me about the OG Cloverfield film. So, uh, number five. This is gonna come as a total shock, but it's it's Alien. I know, I know, it's a it's a hot take, but Alien is very much up there. And because the thing is technically my number one, I'm gonna give you a, a, a sixth to just to round it out, which is The Descent. Uh, up until last year, The Descent was my favorite new horror movie to be to come out in the last like two decades. That was until I saw the movie Terrified, the Argentinian film, which just blew The Descent and my love of The Descent out of the water. I still love The Descent, very, to be clear, but Terrified is now taking the spot of best new horror film in the last two decades because that movie is phenomenal. So those are that's my top. Those are my tops. But I, I could keep going. I mean, the list is lengthy and long because this is my absolute favorite subgenre in horror. I've seen many, many a monster creature feature. Did, did you see, I, I remember buying The Descent after it came out. I love The Descent. Amazing. I saw it in theaters okay. and it was tense the whole time. Love it. Then I got the director's cut. Have you seen the director's cut ending to that movie? I think I have. Yeah. But I get them like it's, mix. It's like 10 extra seconds. And it's just, you know, at the end of the, the theatrical release, uh, she's in her car and then she sees the corpse next to her and screams. And that's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And in the director's cut, she gets in her car, she screams, and then she wakes up in the cave. And she's just like in darkness. Yes. Like it's such a bummer. I prefer the just seeing the corpse in the car because it makes sense. And it doesn't, it doesn't cheapen it. It doesn't look like she teleported. It doesn't look like she was taken back. It's just sort of like a, you didn't actually escape. And you, it's a de- very depressing ending. And after talking about how much we liked The Mist, it surprises me that I prefer the happier version of that because I really do. I would rather like to think she escapes. But man, that movie is so good. I was just going to compare that to The Mist. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's kind of like what we were just talking about. It's like that one extra step kind of like makes or breaks it. Why I didn't I, put The Mist on my not- list is because we already talked about it. Because amazing creature movie. Yeah, uh, agreed. And it's funny that you say that because I have seen, I have definitely seen the director's cut now that you said that. And I will say, I actually like the director's cut because it is so bleak and because it's basically like, nope, she's still stuck in there. She's going to die in there. I, I, so, yeah, that's, that is funny that you don't, you weren't a fan of it. I didn't, I just didn't dislike it. I just, I liked the happy, well, it's not even happy. She's screaming at a dead, her not, friend's yeah, dead corpse really next to her in the car. But, uh, Oh my god, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, The Descent is a better Chud movie than the movie Chud. Which is which point. is which is at least top ten, because Chuds are cool. And uh you know. Man, now that we're talking about it, it's like I had the hardest time coming up with a list and being like, Have I ever seen a creature feature? And now that we've opened the floodgates, I'm like, Ooh, Midnight Me Train. We just talked about that also on my top ten creature list, and everyone's gonna say, It's not a creature movie, it's a guy with a hammer killing people on a train. Watch it. You're wrong. I saw it. That's why I'm allowed to have the opinion that you're wrong. I don't know why I came out no, 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 no. so hot. Go ahead. On go, that. go ahead. Let's t- tell me. I just think, listen, I feel like I gave you guys an inch and you took a mile with like the things I was willing to bend on. And now you're going back to letting like humans be the thing. Like it's not. You've it's watched Midnight Me Train? You, yeah, seen? but like. 
It is like the way it presents itself is as a human, okay, no, and therefore that doesn't count. He's him. he's not the creature part though. It's the what he's doing. He's feeding the creatures. That's okay, but that's also not the center of the film. And so, all right, all right you know what? I concede that one too. But movies that incorporated <laughs> Chud's better than the movie Chud did. I'm kind of surprised with our lists. The only crossover in our top fives, actually, uh, Karen, I guess we had two. We both had Alien and The Descent. Yeah. But there was no other crossover, even though I love Jaws. It's one of my favorite movies. I just didn't put it up there. I didn't put uh, any large animals in mine. Not because I don't, I, not because I dislike the large animal creature feature. It is because I genuinely have a deep, deep, deep regard and and love and and passion for true monster like true true monster movies like the kaiju is the end all be all for me so that's the only reason that jaws is in the top 10 for sure it's just not in the top five yeah i wanted to ask you guys um about alien i we were talking about a descent and i got distracted with my own monsters that live in my house that i call kirby and daisy they were literally like fighting behind me like I think I unmuted to react to something Nikki okay. said. And we we could like, hear it. Yeah. Um, but I want to ask you guys about Alien. I don't know if we talked about Alien before on the podcast. We've done so many episodes. I can't keep it all straight. But I watched all the Alien franchise for the first time in maybe like 2014, like all the way through. And I found that I was in the minority that I didn't like Aliens. The second one. The What's his name? James Cameron. Where do you guys all stand on that? I like Alien more because it's a horror film. Alien Same. is a really good action movie. I like the movie, but if I have to pick one, I'm watching the first one because I like the horror. Exactly what Alex said. That's exactly my my sentiment between Alien and Aliens. Yeah. I did conveniently, I won't even really go down this path, but I did think of Aliens yesterday because I was watching the House of Wax remake and Alicia Kuthbar, I don't know how you pronounce that actress's name, but she ends up wearing like a white, uh, like wife beater tank top. I, I don't know if there's a more politically correct name for that shirt now, but the white tank top that men traditionally wear, she's wearing. So then it got me thinking about like, that's a trope, like women wearing that style of tank tops. So then I was Googling all of these movies with women in those tank tops and I came to Aliens. I saw me your list. to Jessica Biel. Yeah, no, sure. <laughs> the after hours. <laughs> Um, (laughs) no but i wanted to okay i'm glad that we all kind of wait so wait nikki didn't get to aliens you talked about the trope where you stand on aliens versus alien oh i like it i was just thinking of sigourney weaver and her little undies and her little tank top okay because i had a question uh that i've been ruminating on for most of this podcast i had a theory but i've kind of debunked my own theory but and it just comes purely from aliens as a sequel to Alien. My theory originally was more monsters equals bad? Discuss. No, because it became more of a focus on stopping this thing. And I was thinking about this when we were talking about um, when, Alex, when you were talking about them and like 50s sci-fi horror. Are, Are we considering like invasion movies to be creature features? Like Independence Day? They're creatures, but I think it's more about the war than it is about, oh, shit, there's a creature in the woods. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't put War of the Worlds on that list, and that's Independence Day. And I love both, sadly. I go back and forth, if I'm being honest. I generally tend to lump Independence Day into Alien Invasion over Creature Feature. Mm-hmm. But I will not poo-poo anybody that puts Independence Day on a Creature Feature list. Okay. They're cool creatures. The aliens are cool in that movie. I mean, they're so cool. Yeah. I love that. The, the, the alien dissection scene when they like dissect it and realize it's just the suit and that fucking yes. Love that shit. I didn't mention Predator, but it's one of my favorite movies ever. The first one, for real. I would put it Weird. in my top five slashers. I'm sure people have talked yeah. about it before. That is a slasher movie through and through with the exception of the opening scene. Everything else about it, the way that it stalks people and takes them out one by one, the way that it isn't really revealed what it is until the end, it is one of the best slashers ever made. And I will go to, like, I will fight anyone over that. I won't. I'm very physically weak. It would be very sad. I did. That was going to be one of my questions, was like, how come no one else put Predator on their list? I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. So you put it into the slasher thing. I feel like I have welcomed everyone's perception on creature feature but like ultimately i don't think i've really changed my initial stance at all because i feel like there's all these caveats like independence day doesn't count predator is a slasher my rules make the most sense no I'm, but i love everyone else's i'm very confused i have no idea how to mark my bingo card do i get the space that says nikki changes her mind based on our opinions or not i don't think you do <laughs> i think you had it and then you lost it because she she She's gone a full 360 now. Like, it, it was the 180, but she's come back around, and she's done the full 360. So, And it's, yeah, it was the last two movies that you guys fucked it up for me. Well, I said that Independence Day is a creature feature. I just lump it into, if somebody were to ask, I would stack it as Alien Invasion first, creature feature second. What was the other one we talked about? Alex just came out of nowhere and put Predator as flat. Oh, I would consider Predator a creature feature. It's not oh. a human. But that's why it wasn't it on my list. It doesn't matter how it... But, like, it doesn't matter how it's killing the person. It's, like, the person... It's, like, who is doing the kill? Yeah, oh, shit. That's what I... I would say it's creature feature first, slasher second. Here's a question, though. Okay. Creature feature... We firmly establish it would be something like a creature from the Black Lagoon, like a monstrous thing. What if, though, hear me out, we might even push, pitch this to a, a studio. What if it's a creature like that that's killing people with a gun? Is that a creature feature or a slasher? Creature feature. Yeah, slasher, slasher yeah. would be a knife. Then, yeah. you, you, then we'd have a conversation here. Okay. What if he's using yeah. an axe, then? Creature or No, creature. a harpoon, because it's, he's a creature from the Black Lagoon. So that's he's a good a idea. Harpoon. Yep, there it is. That can be a gun and a knife. You've you solved the riddle. <laughs> creature so, with the harpoon and the black lagoon. So does that mean shape? Does that mean Shape of Water is a creature movie? Yes, or a creature I, ab- I would absolutely call Shape of Water a creature feature. Creature bang movie. It's a creature feature sexy time movie. It the latch opens. Up. I do agree. Can we just go on maybe a twenty second, fifteen second? If we're not feeling it, tangent about how the shape of water monster is like really fucking hot. Yeah, we can do that. We can do ta- zaddy, zaddy all you over mean, that. You mean uh, Abe Sapien with the like serial number filed off? Love it. Yeah, like that body don't quit. 
a little bit of a butterface, but uh, I don't know. He's pretty hot. And I, I think there's a lot of fan fiction out there. I agree. I also, um, now that I mentioned hot shape of water and we talked about like Pan's labyrinth, we should also just give a shout out to actor Doug Jones, who like plays a lot of monsters. He does. Good job, Doug. I feel like uh, Gamriel Del Toro, when he creates a new film, uh, a new creature film, which is what all of his films uh, at this point, right? Most of them, at least. Uh, I guess Crimson Peak wasn't, but it doesn't matter. Uh, He was also in Hocus Pocus. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. He played the fucking guy. Was he one of the three sisters? The blonde one? He's married to Matthew Broderick. I thought so. That's Doug Jones. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait. Doug, Doug Jones of Sex and the City fame. Uh, Say right. yes. I feel like we're, we're I feel like we're, we're diverting a little too far off topic, uh, and, and that includes myself. I'm going to bring us back around. Um, now that we've discussed what it is, what is the creature feature? What our top five favorite creature features are, and what our top five creatures are. Thank you, Nikki. Uh, I don't have a top five creatures. I can't. I, there, there was. I tried. I genuinely tried to put that list together. I can't. It's way too hard. So I, I'm going to pivot and say, let's talk about new and upcoming creature features that we're excited about. Anybody have a have a Brad? You're off mute. I'm taking. A, you're you're going first on this one. It's a uh, been delayed uh, quite a bit because of a. Uh... Schmovid. It's supposed to come out in April of 2020. It's called Antlers. It's directed by Scott Cooper, and I think Guillermo del Toro is attached as like an executive producer. And I don't know if it's going to be a creature. I'm assuming it is, but it's coming out soon. I think this month. It's like about a kid, and he shows up to school like emaciated and stuff like that all the time. And like maybe his dad has turned into something. It looks really, really good. I'm really excited for it. It's it's on my list of of excited can't wait for it. And I was looking actually today, Brad, it's going to be out the end of this month, October 26th, I believe. So nice. only a few I more just, weeks. Right before this, when we were, were talking, when I was looking at the, the prompts we have to talk about upcoming things, I was scrolling through my letterbox. I was like, Oh, there's something, there's something. I saw antlers. Like that's the one. Um, it, it, it starts with a mysterious creature escape. So I think it does count as a creature feature. It also comes out October 15th, which is also when Halloween Kills comes out, which is a very bold day to release a horror movie of that stature. Interesting. I thought it came out uh, the 20, the 20 something. I don't know. This is just what Google says, but Google's a big fat jerk liar. Sure. Sometimes I will say, like, I don't have a specific movie in mind, but I find that a lot of the creature movies I do like one, it's the creature is prominent throughout and they're not human based in origin or a large animal. But also, I'm just kind of like over the big old CGI shit. I want to get back to some like 80s practical effects, like the pumpkin head heads of the world. Like, I just want more of that. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's why I love Guillermo del Toro's not less than horror creature features like Pan's Labyrinth and, oh shit, what was the other one I was thinking of? Shape of Water. Because those are all practical makeup effects that do so much justice to the creatures themselves. But Pacific Rim is still my favorite. Anyways. I 
should have put Pumpkinhead on my list because I love that movie because of the creature in the movie. I understand why somebody wouldn't love it. It's not quite as like horrifying and not as gory as some things. It also looks suspiciously similar to Alien, which is not an accident. Um, but I love it. It's a very fun movie. I actually watched that movie because of the um, post-Danzig era Misfits did a song about it that I really liked. That is just the plot of the film when Michael Graves was singing. You don't have to look it up. It's not great. But when I'm 16 years old, I was like, well, that sounds cool. It's about a demon that, you know, brings vengeance into the world. And uh, I've seen the first two. I've never seen any of the weird sci-fi sequels that came later. The difference between one and two is immense in how they treat it. Where in the first one, it's this thing that stalks its prey. And then you sort of have the consequences of eventually becoming the demon. That's you're giving up your soul so that you can enact vengeance very cool concept that's kind of held back by its production in some ways but it's it's awesome i watch it every year it's it's very very cool and i think it is unfortunately not as well liked as it should be but it's cool i don't remember what else i was talking about because i was so excited about pumpkin head but it should have been on my list i also oh, should have said that mothra is a top five creature for me just to shout out something other than godzilla that's all <laughs> I want to ask if you guys have a uh, opinion on when you think the golden age of creature features was. It's obviously like the drive-ins, like and like matinees for like kids back in the day was like really big. And like if you read any Stephen King ever, he talks about that like ad nauseum. But speaking of Pumpkinhead, like the '90s, I feel like had a ton of random like creature features that were like pretty like blockbustery, like. The relic and species series and stuff like that. The Do you guys faculty? have yes. Anaconda. What's Lake your guys? Placid. What's Lake your guys age of horror, of creature features then? I would. I mean, I'd have to say it would be like fifties and sixties driving yep. sci-fi and etc. Because that's that was what sold the whole film was posters with these giant or strange creatures on them. But I understand what you're saying about the nineties. I wouldn't say the nineties quality is there. But it's fun, and we we all lived through that. I would uh, I would also say fifties, sixties, partially for the driving reason, but partially because um, honestly, I feel like that's when the real monster, like like what we think of as a monster movie, really came to be because of the like atomic era of post you know World War Two, uh, and also. Because selfishly, my first ever creature feature I ever watched was The Blob. And to this day, it's still, like, even though it's it's not a great film, but I still, it has such a special place in my heart because it's literally the first creature feature I ever watched and, like, turned me on to the whole genre. So I'd say that was the golden age for sure. For me. I would say I love, I love the 80s. Uh, just based on the practical effects, you know, you get the thing, uh, pumpkin head, as we talked about, I had one other that even I know uh, nightmare on Elm street is not creature feature, but just like that style of the fly effect. Huh? The fly was the eighties. The fly. Yeah, exactly. All of my favorites, a lot of my favorites tend to be due to the effects of the eighties remake of the blob. Awesome. Also up. good. Also yeah, good. Yeah. Very fun. Yep. I like yep. both of them very much. Very different tones, but very different. one. People melting. Very cool. So cool. 
There's also Nikki. There's critters and gremlins. Like there are so many good creature features in the eighties. I don't know if gremlins wasn't at our list as well because gremlins is awesome too. Yeah, I, there were so many. I mean, I would ET. I would consider ET a creature feature. No, oh, you're all like absolutely not. Well, Get the no, fuck I, out of here. I don't think it's wrong. If we're talking horror, though, it's a matter of that. But I think ET's fantastic. Not horror. Uh, yeah, no, fair yeah. enough. It's not a horror movie, but I would still consider it a creature feature. I just need to call it the look of disgust on Nikki's face. I was going to say, wow. That landed like a lead balloon. No, Jesus. no, no, no. Not from me. Me? I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. I do have a, a thing gremlins that i think i've shared with you guys before i find gremlins incredibly difficult to watch because it makes me so fucking sad for gizmo like i just again i've talked about this before i would love a movie where gizmo does not get water on him and does not eat after midnight and just kind of romps around with his friends like i just it is such a devastating movie to me because of like the pain and like sadness that Gizmo goes through, I can't bear it. I'd rather watch a Serbian film twice. I like that you. The sad part of that is Gizmo getting water on his back, as opposed to the story that Phoebe Cates tells about her dad dressing up as Santa and breaking his neck in the chimney. Like, <laughs> okay, well, Gizmo had like boils coming off of his back to create essentially like monster sibling baby creatures that like bully him. Yeah, Gizmo's I don't know. Cute. It's just was traumatic. Gizmo's cute was Phoebe's dad cute? Probably not. Mm, that's, uh, that's, Brad said it not they, they They left Good the dad boy. off screen so that we could all use our imaginations. You know, it's better when you don't see the dad sometimes. All right, tough crowd. I really, I no, I was gonna, I was gonna follow that up with a really bad joke, and since I've already made one yep. bad joke tonight, I'm not gonna do another. Um, Alex, any creature? Wait, is Sarah, is Sarah Jessica Parker your dad? Is that the the, the moral of this? Anyway, <laughs> yes. what were you saying? I was gonna ask uh, any creature feature that you're looking forward to. Antlers is also there because you. I didn't hear anything about that until you posted the trailer in sort of the public forum that we're all a part of. And I thought, I think it looks very, very cool. I would have said, and I know this is everybody. I want you all to direct your focus to Nikki's face right now. I was going to say, let there be carnage. The new venom movie was on that list uh, because carnage is a creature. So is venom. And I was promised them eating people in the movies. I had not seen the first one. I then watched the first one and then went and saw Let There Be Carnage on the same day. And I will have you say, or I'll, I'll let everyone know, not really a movie you need to see. Either of them. They're not great. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was it. I, like I was looking forward to symbiotes eating people and for them to give it a mo- like for Sony to be like, in order to separate us from the Marvel Universe and be our own thing, let's make it allow it to be violent. And they did not. There's implied violence. I wanted exploitation violence with Venom eating people's heads. That's a me problem, isn't it? I liked the first Venom. I haven't seen the second one. I thought the first one was just fun. Much better. It was just fun. Oh, it is? Okay. Okay, so on the comic book side podcast that we start, Maximum Carnage, I remember reading when I was a kid, uh, because they had like a collection at a library, and that was one of the first big Spider-Man things I've read. I reread it last month. They had it in my library, which is cool. And 
it is written in such a 90s style that's just like, we're going to throw everybody in this comic book at once. It's going to be four, a 14-part crossover. We're not going to have any actual motivation or set pieces. It's just too crazy. And I put in quotes, two crazy people escape from an asylum. One's a serial killer who's possessed by an alien, which seems rife for a horror adaptation to me. And they make wisecracks the whole time. He's silly. Like, Carnage is always like... And I'm the like uh, people will do something. He'll be like, I thought I was supposed to be the one that's crazy. And like their motivation is not to do anything. It's just to create chaos and kill people. There's no because it's 90s era comics code kind of like there's no violence in it. And I was like the 2021 update. They're not going to make Shriek and Carnage speak the way that they do in the comic books. It's one to one. Their dialogue is so dumb the whole time. And it's. For some people, they're going to be like, this is a blast. This is what we wanted. I was looking more for the Nolan Universe version of that. Just kind of hoping they were going to shift that sort of in that direction. They did not. So if you like Batman and Robin, you'll love... You'll maybe like Let There Be Carnage. The stinger at the end is what's going to sell everybody, and that's the only reason people are going to keep seeing it. I'm now done with comic books. I've been thinking about Gremlins since we talked about it and why the me sad and not the dad dying thing and i think the reason is that as humans we have a level some level of acceptance for our own like death and mortality and tragedy within the human realm and i don't think we are built nor should we have to deal with the violence or sadness or despair of innocent creatures uh yeah as some as somebody with a 15-year-old cat, I can very much who's a absolute monster. He is a terrorist. See that bed behind me, that guest bed? He likes to shit on that thing. Just cause. Just cause. He's a fucking asshole. Maybe. But you know what? Just maybe. You should try it sometime. What maybe shitting on the bed? Yeah, he's trying to tell you something. He's a fucking asshole, is what he's trying to tell me. But that's true. I would literally die for him. And I I've had him my entire adult life. Uh, literally for 15 years. So, uh, well, I guess my adult life this time around, uh, the immortality, I really, you know. Anyways, I've had him since I was a, a, a senior in college, and he's been with me my whole into- adult life. And the thought of him not being around is just, it's unfathomable, and I don't like to think about it, even though I know it's a reality I will face someday. That day is not today. Not today. I've never heard someone describe their pet as a terrorist, but. He is. Hell yeah. My uh, is it, this the is idiot that is storm? upside down behind me right now on the pillow. Uh, he came with the name Rebel, and once we realized that, which is not a name that I would love to call a dog, but once we realized you had to say everything to him three times, like he would hear you, and then he'd just kind of be like, mm, "Nah." We kept his name because he is a fucking asshole. I've only had him for six years. At same boat. I think that it's much easier to empathize with something that we find like cute or helpless yeah. than another person, and that's not shocking at all i'm not surprised i'm just amused at the sentiment of that and thinking about the bleakness of gremlins as a movie it is way darker than i remembered it until i watched it like within the last couple years so you your dog's name is rebel you have to say his name multiple times i mean there's a david bowie joke in there somewhere rebel rebel your face is you know i really thought you were going to suggest that he was like candy man we're in that's where you were going to yeah which is 15 hilarious. syllables, you guys. There's 15 syllables to get out before it comes to your fucking house. 
it's just wild to me. I'll never get over that. Isn't it, with candy. Isn't it 12? It. Do you have to say it five times or is it four times? It matters. Five times. Five. It's five. Okay, yeah, 15 is a lot. 12. It's kind of reasonable. Absurd. It's kind of like the uh, land version of an ocean movie. Like, you can comfortably watch Jaws by being like, I just won't go into the ocean. I can comfortably watch... I won't say it again because I've already said it twice. And you know what? I can't. I have 15 syllables. You can watch Candyman knowing just like stop after like 14 syllables. Anyway, I digress. Not a creature feature. Not a creature feature. I, you've both already said antlers, which I'm so fucking stoked. That that's finally going to come out. I'm super excited for that. Uh, the other one, which may be maybe uh, an, an unpopular opinion but I'm honestly kind of stoked to see Jurassic World Dominion. I can't wait for that shit show to come out. I hated Jurassic. I I hate loved Jurassic World. I hate loved the sequel to it. And I am stoked to hate love this one too. I'm just excited Sam Neill's back. I, I hate hated Jurassic World. And so I didn't see the sequel. You did not miss anything. Yeah, uh, I, it was once... fucking terrible. Mario was not my favorite Velociraptor trainer. I don't need to see more of that. Also, he is from here on out known as Mario. R.A.P. Mario. It's poor Mario. Nikki, what about you? Is the upcoming Mario Brothers movie a creature feature? Because Bowser's in it. No. Because then that's my most anticipated. No, it's not. I'm going to veto that one from the creature feature. I have left the classroom. I have come out with an educated understanding of where everyone's coming from. I have left with my own opinions and I will carry that with me after this, you know. I think we just landed where Nikki thinks Twilight is a creature feature, whereas the rest of us know that Jaws actually is a creature feature. Twilight is a human-based monster, so therefore it does not fit into my definition. <laughs> I think that we've landed nicely. This is honestly, I'll say this. I think we landed exactly where I thought we would land when it came to this episode. And I say that because I feel like the creature feature is something that it, it spans so many different genres and types of of different subgenres of horror that everybody is going to have a slightly different take on a creature feature. Uh, so Nikki, mad respect, and I apologize for that Twilight dig a little bit. But I think the creature feature is something that it it just pokes at something so deep in our humanity about what we fear most. And uh, also monsters are just a fun thing to watch on screen and watching somebody get eaten alive by a giant thing is just rad as hell. So keep them coming, Hollywood. I'll, I'll keep watching them. And with that, let's, let's move on to our new segment called something that we don't have a name for yet. Uh, I've been referring to it as the game uh, just to keep shit ominous. Uh, which is where we describe a movie poorly and or very blankly, and then everyone else tries to guess it and feel good about themselves. Chase that dopamine, y'all. Anybody, any takers on going first? Because I have, I have seven I've put together. I'll tell. Oh, oh yeah, good. Like, yeah, Nikki, let's do it. Uh, the the first one's gonna be a given because we talked about it. Betty White is rooting for this guy. Jaws. Like Placid. Yes. All right, next one. A father and son share the same sleeping disorder. Cujo. Picard. No. I need a clue. Give me a hint. Is it Dr. Sleep? Uh, um, 
Tiny Tim's music makes a cameo appearance in this movie. Blood Harvest. Insidious. Yes, Fred! I haven't seen Insidious. Is it good? Do you like it? I like Insidious. I liked Insidious. Um, Very of the Conjuring thing, so you might not like it, even though I don't like the Conjuring either. My last one. An interest in candle making gone too far. House of Wax? Yes. And that's it. That's all I I, I'm not even going to ask which one, because I know it's the Paris Hilton one. Obviously. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, is there any other version of that movie? Don't answer that. Brad, do you have any movies you would like us to guess? I've got two. Let's hear them. Okay. First one. A family is torn apart when their garden isn't growing properly. The witch? It is. Hey! <laughs> All right, I got another one. It's my last two. My last one of the two. A boy's birthday present proves deadly. Nikki, Karen? Child's play? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to say the Duke, so I was hmm. re- way off. Can you imagine if his mom gave him the Duke in that movie? Here you go. Is the Duke a creature feature? This is slowly turning into as a hot dog a sandwich. It, yeah, not, it is. I'm not I'm here sorry, for it at I'm all. sorry. I'm sorry. Ta- I'll take it back. I take it back. All right, I'll I'll run down my my quick list. Uh, we've I think talked about, yep, every one of these movies. So hopefully you'll get them very quickly. All right, number one: giant robots fight giant monsters using psychic mind meld technology. Insidious. Ultraman. Technically correct. Jaws. Nikki's got it. She's just on mute. Nikki, what is it? (laughs) Is it a boy in the well? Pacific Rim. (laughs) I like the the pantomime. The the interpretive dance version is beautiful. All right. A mom tries to take care of her young, but a space crew has different ideas. Aliens. (laughs) Such a whole new take on aliens, right? Uh. A foggy day turns into a fog-fueled nightmare for these local shoppers. The fog. Oh, I think it's the mist. Yeah, there you go. It's technically the same. Ghost pirates and giant aliens and bugs are the same thing. Agree to disagree? All right. The, the fort, my fourth one. It's just one simple phrase. What the fuck is wrong with all these teachers? Faculty. Thank you. Uh, spelunking goes awry for these four adventurous women. Indiana Jones. Thank you, Nikki. You can't see it because of all the camera shaking, but the big scary is both big and scary. My house. (laughs) I'm only taking Nikki's interpretive dance answers. It's going to translate well to an audio format. It really is. Does this look like a clover? No. No. It just looks like you're Xing your hands. A, looks like you're trying to do a really big help. crucifix. Clover field. Thank you. Uh, and then lastly, Nikki, this one's for you. A sibling road trip goes wrong out in the middle of nowhere. House of Wax. Hereditary. That's a good, that actually does describe that movie, doesn't it? Jeepers Creepers. Thank you. That's the one. Oh my gosh. Well, we're done now. That's Great. it. That's that's the feature of the creatures. Creature features. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out, everybody. This has been another episode of the Splatterbrains podcast. Brad, where can you find us on social media, 
and emails. I'm glad you asked. Thank you. Because on Instagram, you can find us at Splatterbrains Podcast. On Twitter, you can find us at Splatter underscore brains. Karen, where's the, what's the email? It's splatterbrains at gmail.com. Brains splattered at gmail.com. That's right. Blains, blains. Put a big dip up, blains. Brains splatter at gmail.com. Lastly, if you feel so compelled, if you could rate us on your podcast app of choice, I will send you kisses. That's it. Sweet, sweet, sweet. <laughs> Stop, 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 stop.